Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oil. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Now that's how you open up a show after the Oilers pick a victory over the weekend. And if the Oilers had lost, the tone of that opening song would have been much different. But the Oilers are in the win column. And we have a win to talk about here today on Oilers Now. And speaking of win, the Oilers off to Winnipeg for tomorrow's game against the Jets. Brendan Ulrich with you here on Oilers Now. Brennan Escott here as well behind the glass. Brennan, how are things going? Things are going great. I'm happy to have the Brennan and Brendan show back for a day. See, we could almost do a podcast on the side here, the Brendan and Brennan experience or something, because uh, it's sort of like two worlds sort of uniting, I guess, because, um, of course, now you're basically living my old world and I have a whole new life uh, in the radio business, but uh, it's fun and we'll have some fun on the show today and uh, we'll bring you back uh, throughout the program as well. Uh, But right off the hop, I should tell you, Oilers Now, as always, is brought to you by Digitex, trusted by 630Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more, digitex.ca. Bob Stoffer will join us here very shortly. The Oilers just wrapping up practice today. At Rogers Place. Yes, the Oilers in Edmonton practicing at home. But now they are off to Winnipeg. So it's a quick turnaround for the Edmonton Oilers as they take on the Jets tomorrow night. And uh, they will have their home opener on Thursday against the Bruins. At 12.35, John Shannon will join us from Sportsnet at 1.05. We will uh, go interactive on the show today. We will have NHL today as well. At 135, we'll head out to Winnipeg. We'll hear from Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press as he'll uh, talk about the Winnipeg Jets. They picked up a win yesterday over the Carolina Hurricanes, and uh, it was their Empressois in goal for that game, picking up his first win as the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, the Oilers will now face Connor Hellebeck uh, tomorrow night. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline presented by the River Creek Casino. They've got strange love. 
The Depeche Mode Experience, October 20th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. We're on Twitter at Oilers now, at Brendan Ulrich, at Brendan Escott, at Bob Stoffer, who will join us here very shortly. We'll get to some news and notes from the Oilers' practice today in a second. Uh, we'll get to some audio later in the show. But uh, speaking of audio, we are now going to uh, open the Oilers Now Audio Vault. Really excited about this, uh, Mr. Escott, because, of course, the last time we were doing this show together, I said this segment uh, is up for grabs, and it's a brand new uh, feature on Oilers Now that someone can sponsor, and you received a call like two seconds after. Not even exaggerating, literally <laughs> like two to three seconds after you had finished. So good on you, man. That's, that's great. That's why sales stole you away. <laughs> we're executing sales on the air here on Oilers Now. I love it. And uh, the fine folks over at Direct Workwear, Jenny, I believe Jenny was the one that called you, and uh, Frank as well, who is uh, the head honcho over there, who runs and oversees everything. I met with them shortly after, and they were on board to sponsor the Oilers Now Audio Vault. So you'll want to go check this place out. It's great. Direct Workwear, on the job, you need the best. And in Edmonton or online, the best is direct to work wear. Huge selections of garments, accessories, and women's gear direct to work wear, where safety meets savings online at directtoworkwear.com. So we opened with Woohoo because the Oilers picked up a win over the weekend. Here's Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer. Here he'll saucer it across to Mark Stahl. Trying to center. One-timer score. On a deflection and went right to Zibanejad. And the Rangers take a 1-0 lead. Ahead to Connor McDavid from Ty Ratty. McDavid hits Nurse. A shot deflected. Nugent Hopkins scores. And this game is tied. And Jesper Foss will take a walk down the left-hand side. He dishes Zibanejad. Back in front. And it's taken off the goal line by McDavid. What a back check. Nugent Hopkins gets it back from Clefbaum. Steps in, dishes down low, back door, back hitter, score! Connor McDavid has given Edmonton its first lead, 2-1. to one. Cam Talbot, and the latter has his first win in five tries against his former club, the New York Rangers. The Oilers have their first win in three tries this season. Haven't beaten them yet since I've been traded, so um, this one, these two games are always circling the calendar for me, so um, now I got this one out of the way, I can just go back to just being another game. Yeah, rock-solid performance there by Cam Talbot. And I know there are still some concerns here for the Oilers' lack of scoring depth, but the way Cam Talbot played on Saturday was very reassuring. And you can't really fault him for the game against Boston. I mean, he had a tough outing against New Jersey, no doubt about that. But if Tam Talbot continues to play like he did uh, on Saturday, the Oilers will be in good shape. And I go back to when they had the playoff run a few years ago or two years ago. They won a lot of 2-1 games like that with Cam Talbot, you know, playing that good. And they may need that a lot more this season. I'll give more thoughts on the game. We'll dig into some individual performances in a second. But here's head coach Todd McClellan with his thoughts on the Oilers' victory. Well, we took a step forward tonight. Um, we're obviously happy with the win. We needed one, um, provided a little bit of relief, and we'll certainly enjoy the flight home a little bit more than, than if the outcome was the other way. But the uh, the process, as I talked about, 
uh, in the two prior games is what's important and um, power play got us a goal a penalty kill did a pretty good job we stayed patient uh, we checked well down the stretch got some saves when we needed them so it's a complete team win and uh, for us to be successful we have to uh, to bottle that up and uh, play with that a little bit more than uh, than what we've been playing with earlier Connor McDavid continued to shine with a goal and an assist. Uh, he's been on every goal for in on every goal so far this season for the Oilers, scoring the winner in this game as well. And he had these thoughts on the victory. You know, when offense isn't there, you need to check. You need to check for your wins. I thought we did a great job. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's how you, you got to win games when when, uh, when the offense isn't coming. So I thought we did a good job finding a way to get a win in a, in a tough building and um, you know, just move on from that. I still have no idea how Connor McDavid scored that goal, but uh, we shouldn't be surprised. It's uh, Connor McDavid, and he finds ways to do things no one else can do. And at some point, he's going to just explode with a five-point game this season. And uh, all of a sudden, we'll be saying, okay, the Oilers are scoring a bunch of goals. Uh, The only problem is... It is all Connor McDavid right now for the Oilers. Someone else needs to step up, and they'll need to step up against uh, the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. We'll talk more about this uh, throughout the show. Are you concerned about the Oilers' scoring depth? Um, The second line needs to get going. Do you put the blame on Leon Dreisettle, or do you put the blame on his wingers a little bit, per se? I don't want to put the blame on that line specifically because the bottom six hasn't scored either. But I said all offseason that the goal for the Oilers this offseason should be to find a winger for Leon Dreisettle. They haven't found that winger just yet. Now, down the road, it could be Yamamoto. Down the road, it could be Pulley Maybe it should be Pulley right now. We can talk more about that throughout the show. You can text us 630-630 with your thoughts on that. We'll chat with Bob about that here shortly as well. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, though, he's been coming on. A little slow at the gate in Game 1, but he looks like the Ryan Nugent-Hopkins we know and love. And uh, here is the Nuge on his performance so far through three games of the season. Yeah, I've been feeling pretty good. I mean, um, today I, I definitely felt just better, more comfortable on the ice than uh, the first two games. Um, against Boston, I felt pretty good. Just a couple, um, couple shots. If they went, if they go in, you, you seem to uh, the, the game changes and you, your personal, uh, the, the way you feel, um, you get a little boost there. But um, no, it was good tonight. We just stuck with it, and uh, it was a hard-working game. That's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins of the Edmonton Oilers. And that closes the audio vault for today for our friends over at Direct Workwear. And if you want to sponsor a segment just like Frank and Jenny, give me a call. Uh, There are some Oilers Now options available. Oilers Hockey, you know, the uh, overtime open line package is still available. The hotline on the overtime open line, which has been on fire so far through three games. You know, I know a guy that might be able to hook you up. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Ah, that's cheesy, isn't it? I don't really care, to tell you the truth. Why not? We're having some fun. It's Monday. The Oilers won. The Eskimos won over the weekend. Things are, you know, back on track here in Edmonton. I I laughed when Reed Wilkins put that city in crisis. uh, I don't know what it was that he put together a package. The city was in crisis, and I had to laugh about that. But, you know, things are well now here in Edmonton. The Eskimos on track. They looked okay. Well, pretty good over the weekend. I know you were there, Brendan, as well. You were at uh, uh, the Eskimo game on the field with me. The Eskimos look good. And maybe before we bring Bob in, comment on the situation here in Edmonton about everything being back on track with the Oilers and the Eskimos. 
It's good. I mean, <laughs> it, listen, it, I'm still kind of in my first foray as an Edmonton sports fan trying to figure out the vibe of the city. And, and boy, are we ever cl- quick to to jump over the ledge in a bad <laughs> yeah. situation. Wow. But honestly, though, the teams hadn't been giving you much to cheer about lately, so I understand it. But it was it was good. They, I, Saturday could have either gone really, really well or really, really poorly. And yeah. it went well. So we have something to be happy about. Yes. And that's the that's the mood I'm in today. I'm happy, I'm feeling good, but there are still some concerns with the hockey team, and I'm not going to say the Oilers have, you know, patched up every hole because there are some holes still on this team. We are going to dissect them on the show here today. I talked about Leon Dreisler, how the Oilers have not found a winger for him yet. Maybe it's Paul uh, I don't think it's Yamamoto at this stage. And I know Tom McClellan with his lines, he wants to have some consistency because at times last year they juggled the lines too much. But in my opinion, so far, that second line just hasn't been clicking. So to me, you likely want to make a change at some point, but I get why they're sticking with it. Maybe Yamamoto breaks through. Uh, still a young player here that hasn't played a bunch of NHL games, so maybe he'll find his way. Drew a couple penalties last game. That's uh, encouraging. But to me, you need that second line going because you're about to play the Jets a team that has a really, really good second line with Patrick Laine and Nikolai Ehlers on it, if you want to call it the second line, 1A, 1B. Wheeler and Shifley, definitely your first line with Connor there. But I think if you had Laine and Ehlers, that's almost a first line in any other team in the NHL. So the Oilers will need secondary scoring in this game. The one you know, question about the Jets is down the middle, though, with Brian Little as their second line center. So can the Oilers sort of exploit that with McDavid and Shifley going toe-to-toe and then dry subtle versus Brian Little. I think that's maybe an advantage for the Edmonton Oilers heading into tomorrow night. Of course, the Jets, though, overall are deep on the wing, so we'll see what happens. But the Oilers definitely need more from their second line. Uh, let's get Bob here on the phone here, Brennan, quickly. We'll take a break here in a second as well, but we'll take that time out, then we'll get Bob Stoffer's comments on the Oilers' win and uh, as they head out to Winnipeg here on Oilers Now. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich, Brendan Escott with you. Bob Stoffer getting set to head to Winnipeg with the Oilers, and he joins us on the phone right now. Bob, how are you doing, my friend? Long time no talk. Yeah, long time no talk. Uh, probably better than you. I mean... <laughs> My team won this weekend. That had to hurt yesterday, didn't it? Oh, boy, yes. Uh, kick me when I'm down, eh, Bob? That one hurts. Uh, that's, that's having fun. You know, it's, it's interesting because I know you're not the only uh, Bengals fan because I've gone to a few of for For whatever reason, uh, your, your generation of guys, so let's say 26 to 35, I'm surprised how many Bengals fans there are. But uh, I've seen them at various establishments like local places like that and uh i i've never quite understood why though brendan the entire time like there's such an un, uh an undisciplined team but how about that stat for ben roethlisberger what's his record all time against the Bengals in Cincinnati? 15 and 2 in his nfl career that is unbelievable yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so the reason I like the Bengals, Bob, is my dad used to take me to gamble when I was younger, and we'd buy pro lines, and I'd bet on the underdogs, and the Bengals want me some money as a kid, so I started cheering for them. So that's why I like well, the Bengals. All I can tell you is you've done a lot better gambling than I've 
did you not have a 15? Can we discuss this on the air? Whoa, whoa, whoa. People will be, you know, waiting outside the parking lot for me here. No, yeah, you can discuss it. You had a big hit last week, didn't you? Yeah, on DraftKings, I won uh, $15,000. So it was pretty uh, excited. Well, that's unbelievable. I'm telling you, obviously, you're the king in that regard. That's almost more than I made as the producer of Oilers now for five years. So it was. Come on, don't be telling (laughs) tales out of school. Because we got another tremendous young guy, and he's uh, he's going to be excellent. We got two great Brendans working for us. So and 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 just Brendan, you got to maybe educate the listeners because there's people that believe I quote unquote ran you off, and I just I want you to to verify as much as I tried to. That wasn't happening, was it? No, so you were you were upset when I told you the news first that I, I was. Know, uh, like, it wasn't you that on, kicked man. me out. No. No. <laughs> You're, hey, go chase that money in sales, brother. That's what I'm trying to do. Like our friends over at Direct Workwear, they gave us a call the other day. Anyways, we'll talk more about there that when go. you're back. We got four. We got four minutes. It's found a way. Let's make it happen. So the win, Bob. Um, I know Elliot yeah. Friedman said there was some pressure, you know, on the team, but the Oilers came out uh, and delivered on Saturday. That was an ugly hockey game. Neither team was particularly good, but the Oilers just needed to find a way to get a result, and they did. Uh, I mean, Talbot, one more save than Lundqvist. The Oilers got a power play goal. I thought they took the game over kind of in the second and third period. The Rangers aren't a great team. I mean, right now their best forward is Mika Zibanejad. Uh, the Oilers are far from a finished product. There's a lot of work that needs to be done with the club, but you'll take the win, and when you compound the other challenges, the amount of travel the team's gone through, and you know the, the different time zones it's played in, the bottom line is they got a result, and now they got to build on it. Well, a lot of texts coming in already today, Bob, about Leon Drysaddle, the second line, and clearly that line needs to get going. I, I, I want to ask you this, this though. Is it Drysaddle that needs to carry his line more, or do the wingers need to help Drysaddle, or is it a bit of both? I think, you know, like Drysaddle is getting paid $8.5 million bucks, Lucic is 6 And for me, I'd, I'd contemplate moving Paul Yarby to that line. line. Uh, Yamamoto did draw a couple calls. Players are going to have to be patient with Paul Yarby and Yamamoto. The players are going to have to be patient with those guys as well. They're younger kids that you know, eventually are going to move in and become important players in the organization. Uh, but there's no question Leon has to pick up his game in both ends of the ice. Uh, he's been caught cheating a couple times, and the end result is pucks have ended up in the back of the net. I know Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. what guy, put out some pretty damning stats on just how badly those guys are getting out chance five on five. There's no question. You know, Drysaddle and Lucic as a tandem, uh, they have to improve their play in order for the Oilers to have success. That's fair, Bob. And you look at the Jets tomorrow night, they have a heck of a second line. On the wings, though, but maybe down the middle, I'd take Drysaddle, of course, over Little. So maybe that's a advantage Oilers down the middle, but that second line, the wingers, need to help Drysaddle out tomorrow as well. Yeah, and you know, again, I don't. It's interesting with Paulie Arby. You know, he, he turned the puck over three times in that game, but he also had a couple of great rushes. Uh, you know, I know Craig Button spoke at another show at Edmonton last week, and we had Craig on our show for years. And, you know, you don't want, yes, the Paulie Arby to turn out to be the next Marcus Lazland. And conversely, some would say, well, how do you know Paulie Arby isn't going to turn out to be the next Curtis Lazar? That's the spectrum and the range of those type of players, right? So. I think there's something there with Paul Yarby. Uh, I hope everybody's patient. Uh, but that said, you know, 
the, the players got to continue to, to use practice to improve as well. I know Lucic told me today just in the room, he said, Bob, in my first 45 games in the NHL, I had two points and I was playing six minutes a game. So maybe that puts a bit of perspective into uh, things for you. Well, Bob, the Jets last night, Laurent Brassois in goal. He was sensational for the Jets in that victory with a 42 saves um, with, for his first uh, win as a Jet. The Oilers, of course, have a new backup this season in Koskinen. Um, when, we, we'll see how about t- tomorrow night, of course, for the Jets, but when will we expect to maybe see Koskinen for the Oilers? I got asked that question when we were on the trip, and I was looking at the Nashville-Chicago back-to-back. And, but, you know, the more I think about it, if you were to spot him in a game, do you play him in Winnipeg? Because he played there in the preseason. Uh, maybe give him an opportunity. That way he's, you know, he's, he's part of it. He's not just a 10 or 12 game backup that, that plays in, in back-to-back scenarios. Because I think we all are, you know, we need, I, I think the owners need to find out what they got with Miko Koskinen. And early returns have got fans nervous. And that's a justifiable response to have at this stage of the game based on what we've seen. But, you know, if you if you watch the preseason, you would have thought Edmonton's solutions on the right wing were there. And right now they're big question marks because those guys haven't produced offensively. So conversely, in Koskinen's case, he didn't play great in preseason. That said, I, I'd be intrigued to see how he could perform in uh, the regular season. There would be no tougher environment at this stage than going into Winnipeg. So I'm not saying he's starting in Winnipeg, but it wouldn't surprise me uh, if he did. It, it would not surprise me at all. Uh, if, if maybe we ended up seeing Costin get a start there. It would kind of make sense in a certain regard. Yeah, that's interesting because, of course, you're starting Talbot in the uh, home opener on Thursday. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe you start Costin. But Talbot's coming off a great start as well uh, on Saturday. So that's uh, tricky. We'll see what happens there, Bob. But uh, that, 100, that... 100, 100%. Hey, let's make sure we got a show to come back to tomorrow. And you two, Brendan's have a great time. It's great to talk to, you, talk to you again, Brendan. Take care, Bob. Have fun in Winnipeg. See ya. That's Bob Stoffer, regular host of this program. He'll be back on the air tomorrow with Oilers now and Oilers hockey as well as the Oilers take on the Jets from Winnipeg. We're late for the news. We'll take a break with Eileen Bell. Then we'll come back with John Shannon. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.